0: section 61 of the kerner commission report this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org report of the national advisory commission on civil disorders kerner commission report supplement on control of disorder fire departments fire departments and civil disorders Of the 23 cities studied by the commission, most reported arson and fires accompanying the disorders, ranging from the burning of police barricades in Jackson, Mississippi, to the 682 riot-connected building fires listed by the Detroit Fire Department. Fire departments face problems equal in difficulty to the control problems of law enforcement agencies. Major Fire Department Problems in Civil Disorders abnormal number of fires the basic problem for fire departments during a civil disorder is lack of resources to cope with an abnormal number of fires in one area while maintaining some coverage for other areas detroit had as many fires in the five days of disorder as it usually has in a month no other city approached this number of fires during a disorder but fire problems were still critical For example, during the four days of disorder in Newark, the fire department responded to 250 fire calls plus 64 false alarms and 50 emergencies where no fire existed. Of these 364 calls, 166 took place on the first day of the disorder. Fire departments are not organized or equipped to cope with an abnormal number of fires on a sustained basis. There are more than 23,500 public fire departments in the United States, and only 285 have 100 or more employees. Only 19 cities have more than 1,000 paid employees, ranging from 13,917 in New York City to 1,061 in New Orleans. But total strength is far from the number of men available to fight a fire. Regular hours of duty mean that only 20 to 35 percent of personnel are on duty at any one time. The situation is even more critical in the suburban communities surrounding the core city of a metropolitan area. For many of these departments depend to a very large extent on volunteer firemen, even for routine fires, and few have as many as 25 men normally on duty shortages of equipment particularly reserve equipment necessary for a full utilization of all available manpower also inhibit efforts to combat widespread fires during the detroit disorder forty-one suburban communities furnished men and about forty-nine pieces of equipment to augment the ninety-seven pieces of equipment in the city department the danger in relying on mutual aid agreements comes from the possibility that adjoining communities may be simultaneously involved in a disorder and unable to release men or equipment. Malicious or nuisance false alarms. False alarms have often plagued fire departments during disorders. These alarms overload incoming communication systems and deplete manpower and equipment needed for actual fires. Attacks on and harassment of firemen. In many of the cities experiencing civil disorders, firemen have been harassed and even attacked, primarily by thrown objects. These, plus fear of attack, have seriously interfered with the work of firemen. Firemen can no longer depend upon community assistance, but must be ready for open hostility. Overtaxed Communication Facilities Fire department communication capabilities have been severely taxed during disorders, At headquarters, increased numbers of alarms overload incoming telephone lines and impose heavy burdens on dispatchers. In the field, frequencies have been overloaded, while the use of different frequencies by fire units, law enforcement agencies, and National Guard forces has prompted confusion. The Commission has requested that the Federal Communications Commission provide sufficient frequencies to permit communications during disorders among all agencies of government involved in control identification of a civil disorder fire problem the fire problem in a civil disorder has usually developed after the initial disturbance the time interval may be a matter of hours as in detroit or a matter of days as in los angeles in 1965 in order to ensure efficient response Fire chiefs must identify the start of a problem as early as possible, both to activate emergency plans and to avoid an initial overcommitment of resources. Water supply problems numerous fires reduce water pressure, and malicious openings of hydrants deplete water supplies. Logistical support extended firefighting operations by large numbers of personnel and equipment have created serious logistical problems. Sufficient manpower and equipment must be on hand not only to combat the fires, but also to avert long hours of duty leading to exhaustion. Special feeding and rest facilities near the center of operations should be provided. The availability and state of repair of reserve equipment creates additional difficulties when this equipment is pressed into service during an emergency large-scale glass breakage during disorders has damaged tires of fire trucks hose problems have been acute most fire departments lack the heavy stream equipment that is most efficient in handling riot caused fires forced withdrawals because of attack on firemen and rapid reassignment to new threatened areas have prevented recovery of hose damage from large-scale operations as well as from sabotage has further reduced hose inventories Recommendations for Improving Fire Department Response The Commission recommends that fire departments evaluate all existing resources, develop and test plans of response, and make every effort to strengthen the firefighting force within the limits of the community's financial base. Beyond this, detailed plans must be prepared to identify areas where disorders and fires are likely to occur, Compute the units needed to serve as critical areas while maintaining minimum protection for the remainder of the community. Evaluate jointly total needs with cooperating agencies and schedule required assignments in advance. Select command post sites, providing for a command room, adequate parking of apparatus, sufficient access and maneuver, communication facilities, and space for personnel for extended periods of time. Provide for coded signals to implement responses, to activate command posts, and to recall off-duty personnel. Choose special teams of men and equipment for commitment, including normally one or two pumpers, a ladder truck, a chief officer, necessary heavy equipment, and communication facilities. Review the adequacy of the water supply and solve foreseeable problems in advance. Develop plans for actual operations at the scene of fires. Provide a way to screen incoming alarms to avoid duplication of response and depletion of resources. Coordination and liaison with other units. Fire departments must be an integral part of the planning to coordinate all government agencies and private groups involved in control operations, in particular with law enforcement agencies and the National Guard. Effective liaison must be established well in advance of emergencies, and lines of communication to the police will provide both information for the prompt recognition of special fire problems and police protection. Tests of all agreements are a necessity. Protection of firemen. A fireman is neither trained nor equipped to control rioters. To be effective, he must be able to devote his entire attention to fire control activities. Since firemen have a professional responsibility and duty to respond to all fires, protection furnished by outside sources must be necessary for the personal well-being of firemen and for effective firefighting operations. Thus, if firemen are attacked or severely harassed or interfered with in their operations, either police or National Guardsmen should be assigned to fire units to furnish effective protection. In order to ensure that proper protection will be immediately available if needed, advance commitments and assignments are necessary. Firemen must establish and maintain liaison with top police officials and National Guard officers. Personal protective equipment for firemen and apparatus may also be necessary. Covered cabs, eye shields, and crash helmets, as well as covering material for fire engines. ADEQUATE COMMUNICATION EQUIPMENT Adequate communications between headquarters and field operations are essential. Additional telephones to receive alarms, direct line telephones to command posts and key officials, portable two-way radios, radio links to other agencies and cooperating fire departments, equipment for reserve units, and reliable means to direct firefighters to fire scenes. Periodic exercises and tests are necessary. Logistical Support To ensure inadequate logistical support, fire departments must take an inventory of all equipment and supplies, repair or replace inoperative or defective equipment, and ensure adequate repair and maintenance facilities. Sufficient quantities of hose, particularly heavy stream and large diameter hose, are required. Training Because operations during civil disorders differ substantially from normal operating procedures, training must be carried out at operational and command levels. Command-level training is of special importance for many fire department officials lack experience in wide-scale operations. Tactical exercises will help train senior staff officers and test communications and command capabilities. Training and Planning Conferences The Commission recommends training conferences for the nation's fire departments. Nationwide or area-wide conferences among top fire department officials will promote exchanges of information relating to basic plans for responding to disorders and the preparation of training programs and materials for both operational and command levels. The Federal Government should assume the responsibility for instituting and funding such conferences. Improve Community Relations Fire departments, like police departments, must improve their relations with the communities they serve in order to gain the community cooperation and assistance that are essential for effective firefighting. This requires getting out of the firehouse and becoming acquainted with the people in the neighborhood. Fire department officials have an obligation to develop programs to achieve these goals. End of section 61